Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Marriage to Soul, Nicole. So it is 2022, right? And it's a brand new year, I think, for a lot of us. And also, time, in just in time, I think, for a brand new series. Uh, so I'm very, very happy to have my uh, beautiful friend, Vona, on uh, the podcast. Okay, so she works as a young medical doctor in Singapore. And uh, I think uh, we were actually in school thing uh, quite some time ago. So recently, we reconnected. And uh, we've been very excited, actually, to present this new series, I think, to everyone. So maybe you'd just like to say hi to Elvona. Elvona is very happy, I think, to be here as well. Hi, Elvona. Hi, Nicole. Thanks for having me on the podcast. And I think it is a good time to talk about um, some things, for example, um, one's mental health and our concepts of beauty for the new year as we try to reset um, our mindset uh, for 2022, as well as to think of how we want to you know, conduct ourselves and um, be confident in our own skin. So that's something that I hope to explore with you today. Yeah, I'm really, really excited, I think, to have this conversation. So it's very fittingly titled, A Deep Dive Into Beauty, right? So I think uh, myself and Avona have had uh, very interesting conversations about this. And maybe just to start us off, maybe you can just ask about us of owner. Like, so, you know, maybe, you know, for, for us girls, right, you know, you know, when we're younger, I think we form a lot of concepts of beauty. Maybe you'd like to share with us, you know, what beauty was to you when you were younger. Yeah, so when I was a child, I think I was in a CC full of girls and beauty was often talked about because I was in dance. And dance is a place where people actually talk about, you know, what is uh, beautiful physically uh, in terms of both movement as well as uh, our, for example, costumes and makeup. So actually at a very young age, I was exposed to all these things that one might be called um, girlish or sometimes a little superficial. And um, I would also say that the people in that CCA, they too have their own concepts of beauty. And we were all very young back then. We were all exploring what was beautiful to us. Um, and at that time, I also remember there were uh, people who actually thought that, you know, being a dancer, you have to actually be a certain way in terms of how you look uh, in terms of your figure, for would think is acceptable in the CCA, you are expected to have long hair so that they can style it up whatever way they want. So that's something that I recall um, from my childhood. Yeah, and um, what was beautiful then, I think um, to many people, we were very influenced by things that we saw in like, for example, magazines. Uh, and we also had some dancers that we watch, um, for example, on YouTube. So at that time, beauty was uh, somewhat uh, defined for us already. And a lot of times it would present to us as someone who is actually, uh, you know, relatively slender and slim. And more often than not, someone with, you know, big eyes, a very smooth uh, facial features, a beautiful complexion, and a head of a beautiful long hair. Yeah, so that was uh, my idea of what was uh, beautiful, at least from the physical aspect. Yeah, so what about you, Nicole? Yeah, I, I think so. I think for sharing of one, I think about I think a lot of those things, you know, when you're younger, you know, especially in school, right? 
so you like you you were ref, you were talking about how you know being in your TCA you know in dance you know there's like sort of an ideal type or sort of an ideal notion of what it means to be beautiful like even at a young age it's quite interesting when we're supposed to be less self-conscious right we're not supposed to be so uh, excited about you know like oh how our hair looks and we're actually kind of like quite not not as self-aware I would say so I think maybe also when I was younger also I I did similarly I think look to certain people around me especially in school right so that people that were considered maybe more popular and more well like so you know you look at the the way that they portray themselves the way they carry themselves and I also thought that oh that was what it means to be beautiful to look uh, a certain way and then for me I think when I was younger I think I did also struggle a little bit with like, you know, the idea of like weight, for example, right? You know, of, of having to be a certain weight. Because I think when I was younger, I used to eat quite a lot and I didn't really like, you know, consider like, the importance of like exercise or anything like that. So I think after a while, it did kind of like um, affect me in a way, I think, because when I when I looked at some of my friends who were a little bit thinner, a little bit um, slimmer, for example, and bigger, right? It did kind of like, you know, make me think that, you know, it, am I considered uh, beautiful do I fit into this you know standard right and and sometimes I guess you know for people you know when we are younger especially for young girls this also applies I think to young men also um, to have to see I think around you so many examples um, of like these standards and you know also kind of realize that there is an impact I think on a person's like self-confidence like in terms of physical appearance but I really like uh, what you actually brought up you know, about the fact that sometimes a lot of these standards uh, that we hold ourselves to are actually external. Um, they are kind of societal expectations. And I would actually be very interested to know also from you because I think we've spoken about this before, about how sometimes the definition of beauty itself is not like static and it kind of changes over time. So what is accepted now right, may not be you know, so acceptable in the future. So I really would like to hear more about that from you. Yes, yes. So for myself, I also have a lot of interest um, in, for example, Chinese history. So I thought it was interesting to note that actually over, you know, such a long time, you know, over 3000 years of Chinese history, the concept of beauty has always been fluid. So for example, in the four beauties that we know in um, the Chinese uh, concept in their history, one of the great beauties is actually called Yang Guifei. She's basically um, a consort um, who was from the Tang Dynasty. And quite interestingly, she was actually known to have a larger physique and she was considered plump. And at that time, in that context, actually being plump was beautiful, which is very different from what we know now as beautiful, where people are expected to be slim, sometimes um, to be thin, to actually be called beautiful. So that was not the case uh, back in the Tang Dynasty. And also in Chinese history, we know of uh, some uh, people who were thin and considered beautiful as well, like um, Zhao Feiyan. So um, she was uh, known as another beauty, although not one of the great four beauties, um, but she was actually uh, thought to be so thin that she could dance on the king's hand. So, you know, the idea of beauty, at least um, from what I know, um, in terms of uh, the time uh, capsule was never actually static. People thought beauty belonged to everyone and was actually different in different times of um, the uh, history of the civilization. So from that viewpoint, I feel that even now when we live in our current times, you know, 2022, the idea of beauty should also be more open 
And I think that the idea is that right now, because we have this understanding that in history, there was no one type that was beautiful. It is great. Uh, it's a great time for us to actually embrace people of all shapes and sizes and learn how to appreciate beauty from a more open-minded way. And I also remember once uh, hearing about this quote, uh, which is that um, there's a very uh, you know, famous uh, agency who took in uh, models and they said that they wanted to be a raceless, ageless, and weightless agency. So my viewpoint is that um, you know, beauty shouldn't be defined by weight only or the color of your skin or how young or old you look. Um, it should really be open to the individual to kind of define what they think is beautiful. And for example, uh, let's uh, talk about something else apart from weight, which is uh, age. You know, there's a very um, famous uh, model who actually closed um, Guo Pei's uh, runway. Um, her name is Carmen and she's over 80 years old as a model. And I don't think that, you know, being that age would mean that she's ugly. She's very beautiful and she's so confident when she walked on that runway with a big dress. So that was something that I remember that was really um, changing my viewpoint on what beauty really is. You know, it doesn't mean that, you know, if you're past a certain age, uh, I am actually not very uh, young. I will be, um, you know, I'm in my late 20s already. So I always tell myself that, you know, your beauty is not just defined by, for example, how thin you are or, you know, what your age is um, or what the color of your skin is. It really should be something that is also inside of yourself. And I get to learn about this more and more as I grow older, as I understand the human world better, as I understand what beauty was defined as um, over time. I feel that um, I actually believe that uh, it emanates from within. Yeah, and that's a concept that uh, I myself is also exploring as I begin to mature, as I begin to know more about myself and also my personal style. So that's something that um, I have been kind of exploring recently. Yeah, how about you, Nicole? What do you think, you know, beauty is like for you? Has your interpretation of it changed over the years? Yeah, thank, thanks, Avona, I think for that question and for sharing, I think, uh, about, you know, the ways I think that we have defined beauty, I think, over, you know, different time periods, you know, from the physical physique to, to age. And I think for me also, I think speaking from my perspective, Sometimes I think, you know, as a, as a person who is not, I think, fully, you know, Chinese per se, right? Uh, sometimes it might be a little bit difficult when, you know, you see in mainstream media a very dominant narrative of what it means to be beautiful. For example, I can just share one example uh, from my own personal experiences of the idea of having, like, very straight, smooth and silky hair. So I think in a lot of uh, advertisements, you know, for example, like, like Sun Silk and all that stuff, right? So they would always show, you know, this this girl, for example, having very smooth, you know, uh, hair. And then I always wondered, you know, maybe is this maybe the right time for me to like reborn my hair or something because I naturally have quite frizzy and, and curly hair. So it actually did reach a point you know, where I was like, oh, you know, uh, you know, um, do I need to, you know, maybe give it a bit of a straightening or something? I think I even got as far to a certain point. Um, but thankfully, I think uh, my friends, I think, kind of like, you know, shook me awake and, you know, gave me a little bit of a talking to it. Said, hey, you know, you know, a lot of people would love to have naturally curly hair, you know, a lot of people would love to have this sort of, you know, texture and things like that. And then it did make me realize that actually for, for a lot of like people, right, it's also important to have the these friends, you know, and, and a support network to kind of remind us uh, as to, you know, our own 
our own personal sense of beauty. Like, you know, it doesn't have to be what society dictates it to be. And I love the example that you gave of you know, the model who closed the show for Guo Pei. You know, how she had so much confidence. Like, I think for me also, that's what I'm beginning to see beauty as, no longer as this very, like, extrinsic thing about, for example, going to Sephora, you know, and buying up everything in the makeup counter, you know, or, like, you know, buying the latest dress or anything. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's great. It's nice. It's, a, it's unfortunately also a consumerist culture. That's another. That's a that's a topic for another episode. Um, but also re- I really really love the point you said about you know the fact of just having confidence. Like confidence is something that you know you you definitely cannot buy off the counter, right? It's like definitely something that is very intrinsic and it emanates. I love the word they use. Emanates is like radiates outwards, right? Such so that people can sense it when they come into your presence and I think for me as I'm also getting older and also kind of like you know dispelling some of my earlier youthful you know beliefs I also realized that it's also important to recognize our own intrinsic beauty as well as that of others you know sometimes we're quite judgmental uh, towards other women also I feel you know when it comes to beauty even though we might judge ourselves definitely we might also judge other people unknowingly because we have some sort of like, you know, inherent bias or even worse, you know, maybe it might feel some sense of like, oh, jealousy or something. But I feel like, you know, as women, we kind of like need to also learn to work with these feelings, you know, these emotions and realize that, hey, you know, everyone has their own, you know, personal um, sense of beauty. Um, and that women technically are not in competition <laughs> with each other. Like, yeah, that's another thing that's been really on my mind. You know, we're not in competition uh, with each other, you know, we're not trying to disparage each other, bring each other, you know, down a few notches or something, but we actually are, like, rejoicing and happy for a woman's, you know, um, uh, a woman's uh, moments of beauty, you know, her discovery of her own beauty, we rejoice in those things as well, and I feel like we definitely need to have more conversations about that, you know, instead of sometimes also kind of holding each other to these sort of, of standards, yeah, but I would really love to also hear from you more, so Abona, about this idea of like um, intrinsic beauty and, you know, maybe some of the deeper issues that still kind of, I think, pervade uh, society when it comes to our concepts of beauty. Mm, yes. So um, one of the books that I read as a child, you know, um, it's actually called um, The Best Little Girl in the World. It was one of the books that was recommended in my secondary school reading list. So I remember very clearly this quote, uh, which is that the protagonist, uh, who was also a dancer at that time, believed that the thinner was the winner. So because of this concept, she began to be very competitive and perfectionistic in her thinking, believing that her worth actually came from being thin. And if she's not thin, then she is worthless. So that kind of a psychology or that kind of mindset, I believe was quite an unhealthy one um, and also drove people to actually think that, you know, they have to be a certain way in order to be accepted, in order to be called beautiful, which in many sense uh, is actually quite unfair and also um, very restrictive in terms of what you believe uh, is uh, worthy of being called beautiful. So um, for myself, I actually believe that, like you mentioned just now, about the confidence and as well as uh, the causes that you believe in actually sort of uh, make you uh, radiate uh, something that is actually within you. And that is something um, that I would like to call charisma. And charisma is something that I actually discovered, um, you know, 
over the years uh, as something that was uh, so important in terms of how people view you. And it is a kind of quality that is not just, you know, based on um, how you look or what that person's first impression of you is based on what you wear or, you know, what makeup you have on yourself. But it is something that comes across when you actually, for example, hold a conversation or when you are actually uh, presenting something that you feel is important or like, for example, running a campaign, um, where, which some of my friends were doing uh, at some point in their lives that make me really feel a, a certain a sense of awe and respect for them and I felt wow what a beautiful thing they are doing you know for example when they want to help children um, who are less well off or if they want to help people in impoverished countries um, combat certain illnesses uh, for example the one that I knew of they wanted to help them uh, in terms of reducing their rates of tuberculosis because uh, that village uh, in particular uh, was uh, rather unsanitary and very prone to certain kinds of conditions, including infectious, disease, in the, uh, infectious diseases like tuberculosis. So, you know, as I began to look at um, the world and people differently, I feel like, you know, the physical aspect is one aspect only and a person can't just be defined by one aspect. You know, people are multifaceted. We are defined more than how we look. Um, for example, like I mentioned just now, what you do actually makes a big difference. What you are doing for, you know, your interests, uh, what you want to see as a change in the world actually make people view you very differently. And many people would say that, uh, you know, that person is beautiful based on what he or she is doing. The kind of causes, uh, whether charitable um, or otherwise, you know, is something that I kind of uh, began to realize uh, sometimes it's even more important than the physical aspect. And the other one would uh, be what I call like the personality factor. So um, apart from the charisma, a person's personality is sometimes inbuilt. And, you know, a person can be either introverted or extroverted. It doesn't matter. But as long as the person holds true to who he or she is and begins to feel confident in her own skin instead of being very anxious about why he or she is not a certain way, I think that that projects as a kind of a very intrinsic self-esteem that will actually come across naturally. And that kind of a beauty is something that I also began to appreciate a lot more when I was uh, older. Uh, when I've spoken to more people, you know, in different sectors who have different interests, I really begin to think that, um, you know, that intrinsic part of a person is uh, very valuable. And I then feel that, you know, if we just talk about the physical aspect, are we being too restrictive or limiting, you know, and sometimes a bit too superficial in that sense? Because a person's just so much more than how he or she looks, right? And um, I think that it is, uh, it is important uh, to educate young girls, um, young persons in general about this aspect as well, you know, the person's character, the causes, the personality, all these are other factors that really bring about what is beautiful in a person. So that has been increasingly, you know, what I think uh, beauty should be about. Yeah, but what about you, Nicole? Well, I really love, I think, you know, what you've been sharing because it, it makes me remember that actually the whole human person is this integrated whole, right? There's an intrinsic side, there's an extrinsic side. And unfortunately, I think in 
in, in society, the first thing that we see is the outside, right? And then we use that as a way of judging people or, you know, thinking that, you know, people are a certain way. But I think what you've just illuminated, I think all of us is like, you know, the, 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 the rich inner life that a lot of people do not see. Like, for example, you were mentioning, like, you know, the causes that people are passionate about, you know, their heart of service, their personality, their charisma. There's so many other facets. So, like, we only look at one facet and then we kind of, like, you know, pigeonhole or think that, you know, people are only capable of this or that. But, like, you know, you, you are, like, kind of illuminating all the other facets which are so, so much more important, especially, I think, when we get older. You know, for me, when I'm younger, I'm sure I had this superficial side. Uh, but now I think I'm beginning to value things like, you know, sincerity, authenticity, being a real person, uh, you know, and having real, you know, emotions sometimes, you know, and having things that people really feel passionate about. For example, I'm, I really love, for example, reading your, your column, right, Alvona, because it's like, yeah, you know, this is amazing because, you know, I have such an insight into all of the things that you're passionate about, you know, you love to write. And it adds so much dimension, I think, to a person beyond just saying, oh, this is what this person looks like, you know, or this is what I think this person is like, right? And there is so much beauty, I think, in, in how all of these different aspects kind of come together to form the, the integrated whole. Like, I, I, for me, I think a big topic for me or a big thing on my mind has been this idea of, of holistic you know, a holistically developed individual, right, or a, a wholeness, a sense of wholeness, right, you know, because it's like, if you just look at one part of it, it's like, you know, there's still so many other jigsaw pieces, right, and you haven't seen the full picture, you know, haven't seen, because if you don't put all the picture, all the pieces together, unfortunately, you're not able to see the beautiful masterpiece, right, that's, that's over there, and that's another thing that I like, also, <laughs> jigsaw puzzles, right, so, yeah, uh, I'm really, really thankful, I think, for this conversation, I think, we've had, today in terms of like illuminating some of the misconceptions I think that we have uh, about beauty right uh, you know, our own personal experience and I, I think we're ending on a very very positive note which is you know the idea of like you know educating the next generation about you know re about realizing and understanding the importance of you know varying both intrinsic and extrinsic beauty and yeah, I really look forward, I think, to our next episode, which I think is going to be very interesting uh, on the issues and the implications, I think, of this emphasis, sometimes the emphasis, into our mental health. So thank you very much, Avona, for being on uh, the first episode of this series. Thank you.